on today's show, I, 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 I just, what did I just watch? The Dallas Mavericks fall to the Milwaukee Bucks. And we got to talk about some things. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Mavericks don't believe you shouldn't be here that's it none no more of that <laughs> oh my god the dallas mavericks just fell to the milwaukee bucks i i am beside myself welcome your lockdown to the dallas mavericks my name is nick engstead media member and nba channel manager at the lockdown podcast network your team every day thanks for making lockdown maps your first listen every day and every post game including ridiculous losses where we're free and available on all podcast platforms the best way you can help us grow the show on YouTube is to comment anything below. Let me know. What's one reason the Mavs lost this game? Just give me one. Uh, there are many. There are several. There are at least five late game free throws. <laughs> there is at least one awful defensive rotation. There is at least one uh, forced, terrible, out of timeout shot at the last second. There's, there's so many reasons, but just give me one. For those of you that have been following at home, the streak does end. This is a solo pod for me. Isaac Harris is out, and uh, the Dallas Mavericks, in my defense, they should have won this game. They should have won this game. And if this is one of those games where you just say, okay, if I told you the final score afterwards, would you be as mad as you were if you watched the entire thing from end to end? This game was insane for many different levels. Like, do you remember the Stefan character? It's um, it's it's uh, it's the character from SNL that was uh, Bill Hader's character that um, that John Mulaney used to write, where he would go up and he would have his rings and he would have his crazy like Ed Hardy or his uh, what was it Ed Hardy? Yeah, Ed Hardy looking shirt with the colorful stuff on it, and he would go up and he would talk about ridiculous things that he saw at a nightclub in New York, and he would go up and he'd be like, "This club has everything. It has." Luka Doncic stealing the ball and dunking all over Drew Holiday. It has terrible out-of-timeout plays. It has five missed free throws in a row late in the game for the Mavericks. It has a terrible offensive game for the Mavs that they almost won. Like, he would just go in. If he was talking about this game, that's what he would do. <laughs> Giannis Antetokounmpo fouling out with about three minutes to go and the Mavs couldn't capitalize. He would just do that over and over again at this, at this game. Oh my gosh. So many, so many things to break down. So many things, but let's just start with the last, like, let's just start with the last run here. The Mavs had a, a couple times in the fourth quarter. They had a 13 point lead at the 10 minute mark in the fourth quarter when Dinwiddie does a two handed dunk, his second, like, wild dunk of the game. Two-handed dunk just in the lane. And all of a sudden, you're like, wow, the Mavs are up by 13. Giannis is on the floor. The Mavs are playing well when Giannis is on the floor. It's just insane. And so you're like, they're up by 13. Then all of a sudden, you know, the, the game runs a little bit. Giannis is like, all right, it's me time. It's it's two-time MVP Giannis Antetokounmpo time. And he takes advantage of the Mavs' second unit that was Maxi and Wood and, you know, the rotations. The defense the Mavs played in this game was awesome. But in this stretch, it was Awful. And the Mavs were, uh, they were up 94 to 86 at the 751 mark. 
and they were tied at the 653 mark. So like not even a full minute. And the Bucks go on an 8-0 run. Uh capped off with a Giannis and one against Christian Wood that was just a weak foul. There's just no chance in it. Luca subs back in. About the seven-minute mark in the fourth quarter. A little, a little earlier than he normally is, but it needed to happen. Jason Kidd probably could have called a timeout about two or three plays earlier. Stop me if you've heard. Stop me if you've heard anybody ever say that before. I know that Twitter isn't the coach. But sometimes you sometimes you gotta call timeouts a little bit earlier because your team is just getting walloped by Giannis for the first time in a game where that had been the thing that had made you successful. Limiting Giannis being incredible on defense, and scoring just enough to keep the lead. That's what had kept them in this game. And then you get to this end part, and all of a sudden Giannis just starts taking over, and you're like, all right, well, we'll just see how far he can get it. Then you start running through. Five minutes and 21 seconds left. Giannis gets his fifth foul against Luka. The Mavs are down by one. And then all of a sudden, like another thing, like another subplot in this game that I don't think will be talked about a lot, lost in a lot of other things. The Mavs started getting offensive rebounds. It was like... The, the 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 first half, the uh, the the Bucks had a thirty five point five percent offensive rebound percentage. That's like ninetieth percentile. That's an insane amount. They had ten offensive rebounds in a really slow paced game. Ton of offensive rebounds, and the Mavs in the four and the Mavs couldn't get any. And then all of a sudden in the fourth quarter, the Mavs got five offensive rebounds, and the Bucks only had one. So like the Mavs are getting these second chance opportunities late in this game, something they hadn't done all game. Um. Then all of a sudden, two minutes and 55 seconds left. It's like still neck and neck. Like the Bucks are still holding on to this one-point lead. Dinwiddie misses a three. Dorian gets an offensive rebound, like I mentioned before. Foul is called on Giannis on a Tim Hardaway Jr. three that he missed. Tim's all by himself. Giannis is the only player maybe in the league that could cover the space that he did to contest this. And he just covers too much space. Lands underneath Tim. Taps him a little bit with his arm, but the foul was really about where Giannis landed underneath Tim. Tim falls down. The foul is called. That'd be Giannis' sixth foul of the game. Everybody goes to the bench, and then Milwaukee challenges it. It's a pretty obvious call when you look at it in slow motion. Tim Hardaway Jr. goes to the free throw line with three free throws. The Mavs are down by one with two minutes and 55 seconds left. Giannis is out of the game. He misses all three free throws. All three, like these are things that when you look back at a game, you're like, okay, kid could have made a better decision here. Luca could have made a better offensive decision here. They could have rotated here better. Missing just free throws. I know this is not the first game like this month even that the Mavericks have missed this many free throws. They go 10 of 24 from the line. Besides Josh Green, who hit two of his actually kind of late in the game too. Uh, And Dinwiddie, I guess, was three of four. Luca was four of 10. Powell's one of three, and then the other five free throws that are not accounted for yet are Tim Hardaway, who misses his three, and then a couple minutes later, Dorian misses two free throws in a row with nine seconds left in the game, and and it would have been a completely different game at that point. Uh, But after Tim Hardaway misses his free throws, two minutes left to go, Dinwiddie dunks all over Brooke Lopez. Like, one one of the plays where you just stand back and you go, what am I watching? There was several of those in this game. A uh, couple other plays go by. Luca isolates Brooke Lopez. He gets a layup right by him. 30 seconds to go. The Mavs are up by one. No Giannis in the game. Dorian then forces Middleton into a tough shot. 13 seconds left. Mavs call a timeout. They're up by one. And you're like, oh, they got this. They're at home, up by one. Both teams are in the bonus. 
This is it. So then on the inbounds pass, Middleton fouls Dorian. It's kind of a weird, like, out of bounds. Dorian couldn't figure out who to throw the ball to because the out-of-timeout plays were just a mess for the Mavericks in this game overall. That's going to be a theme over the next, I don't know, 40 seconds when I explain the end of this game. Mm -hmm. They do that, and like Dorian tries to throw the inbound. Nobody is there, so he kind of throws it off of Middleton a little bit, and then he catches it, and then is kind of like leaning out of bounds. Middleton fouls, and Middleton didn't think it was a foul. I couldn't see from my vantage point. Dorian goes to the free throw line because Mavs are in the bonus. Misses both free throws. Tim Hardaway at the 255 mark, and Dorian at the nine-second mark. Missed five combined three free throws in the last three minutes of a tight clutch game. Milwaukee calls a timeout and then uh, give Budenholzer, the coach of the Bucks, give him credit because he drew up a great play. He drew up a great play where Brooke Lopez was double screened for and then Brooke Lopez dove into the into the lane, not like dive, but like he, he ran into the he ran into the lane and got, no one was around him and got a layup basically. Like he didn't even dunk it because he didn't think he was going to have enough time. Gets a layup right at the rim. One-point game, 2.4 seconds left after the Mavericks get it over half court. And, the, the again, the out-of-timeout for Luka is just is is bad. And Luka th- chucks up a prayer that's nowhere close. And you just look at some of these plays, and you're like, it's inconceivable the Mavericks would lose this game in just several different ways. But coming up, let's talk about how the Mavericks – I thought that they played a really good game. Let's talk about a couple of the positives and why it ended up being such a downer for the Mavericks towards the end. We'll talk about that coming up here on Lockdown Mavs. But before we do, let me tell you about... What do I have to tell you about? Uh, Let me tell you about Masterclass. Masterclass is something that you can check out if you're looking to learn something. You're looking to learn how to make some free throws, make some shots. Here it is. (laughs) Steph Curry can teach you how how to shoot. Maybe Tim Hardaway and Dorian need to go to Steph Curry's Masterclass and take that. So you can take that as well. Learn from that. You can learn comedy from Steve Martin. He's hosting SNL this weekend. That's going to be awesome. You can uh, check out other kinds of stuff. I'm sure there, there's cooking classes. There's other things. There's leadership classes, communication classes, all kinds of different things. Over 2,500 video lessons. That seems like a lot. And annual membership starts at 15 bucks a month. That's that's wild. That is not a lot of money for all the things that you can learn. I highly recommend you check it out. It's a perfect holiday gift if you want to give to somebody and you can get an annual masterclass membership and get one free. That's the gift part. You can give the gift. You can give that one. Go to masterclass.com slash locked on today. That's masterclass.com slash locked on. Terms and conditions apply. Also, want to tell you about LinkedIn. LinkedIn is the best place to check out if you have a job posting. If you are somebody that owns a small business or you're a hiring manager for somebody, you can. Put your jobs on LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Then you can add your add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. They give you simple tools like screening questions that make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in developing quality hires, and leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedinjobs.com slash LockedOnNBA. LinkedInjobs.com slash NBA. Terms and conditions apply. All right, Isaac, the Dallas Mavericks fall in this game. Explain why it was so inconceivable in segment one. Now, let's talk about a couple things the Mavericks did well because I thought this was such a well-played game by the Mavericks in certain, in certain uh, instances. In certain facets of the game, 
Their offensive rating was 109.4. That's terrible. But their defensive rating against the Bucs, 110.4. They played great defense against the, against the Bucs. They held them to 20 points in the second quarter, 21 points in the third quarter. The Mavericks offense just could not get anything going in the second quarter and the fourth quarter. It was just absolutely brutal. Basically, the two quarters where Luka's not on the floor the whole time, they couldn't get anything to go. I thought, but I even thought the bench units, I thought the bench units played really well in certain instances too. I thought this was the best that we'd seen that second unit with Dinwiddie, Josh Green, Reggie Bullock, Maxi, and Christian Wood at the beginning of the second quarter or at the middle of the second quarter when Luka was out. I thought that was the best that this has that this unit has looked on both ends. Like they had a couple of turnovers and a couple of fouls here and there. So they weren't like scoring and it wasn't a dominating, like, Oh, they outscored their opponent by, you know, 15 points. But I thought they just looked really good against a team in the Milwaukee bucks. That is pretty much whole right now. And they've got Middleton's been back now for four games. He came back. I thought he looked pretty decent in a couple areas. He was six of 17 from the field, but um, he had five assists, 19 points total. So you just look at this team and you're like, all right, they're playing great defense. They were incredible on Giannis for basically, he had, he finished with 28 points. They were incredible on Giannis for like three quarters, maybe three and a half quarters. Like honestly, they played so well against Giannis. Uh, I thought that Dorian did a pretty good job on Giannis early on. Maxi, when he came in, did great on Giannis. At one point in the fourth, at the beginning of the fourth quarter, uh, well, I wrote it down somewhere. I have the exact moment when it was. Uh, about 11 minutes left in the game. Giannis was one-on-one against Maxi. There's like no other like help necessarily coming immediately. He's one-on-one with him in the paint and Giannis passes out of it. That's how much they had him like second guessing and thinking because anytime Giannis got the ball, there was somebody coming over to help. There was somebody coming over to to dig, somebody coming over to uh, to help on that, to double him. And they really had him passing out of those quickly. And then when he was one-on-one on them, he, like he, they would wait for a second and he would start to drive and then somebody would come over and dig. The Mavericks also, I thought, did a great job around the rim. Uh, I thought they did a really good job around the rim. The Bucks end up being 16 of 25 at the rim, which is just bad. I mean, you, you miss nine shots at the rim if you're the Bucks, considering who the Mavericks have defending the rim. Uh, that's not good. That's a 40th percentile for a percentage there. So that, that's a low percentile. And the Mavericks usually aren't that great at defending the rim. They try and stop you from taking a lot of shots at the rim, but they're not great at stopping you at the rim. But I thought they did a great job. And what they did was they had these swipe downs. It's the thing that Dirk made famous for a while that he was doing on defense because he just didn't have the lift anymore. Luca's been doing great at it. He kind of learned it from Dirk. And you've just seen it from a bunch of other Mavericks this year where instead of like blocking you at the rim and throwing up a, you know, a big hand like Brooke Lopez was doing on the other end, the Mavericks just had a bunch of swipe downs where they the ball was just dislodged. Even if they didn't get the steal off of it, the ball was just dislodged. And so Brooke Lopez or Giannis or Drew Holiday or whoever was like trying to like fumbling as they went to the basket and weren't able to get really a good shot off. I thought the Mavericks did really well at that. I thought they, uh, man, they were so good on defense. They were so interconnected. We finally saw, I think I saw our friend Austin Garuya tweet this. The Mavericks, we saw their playoff defense again. Like we saw glimpses of it where they're so interconnected and they have to rotate around so quickly. They're able to just force bad shots. They're able to force tough stuff late in the shot clock. You have to work so hard to play that defense, which is one of the reasons why the Mavs have lost to these bad teams is because every single player, all five players, have to play hard 
in that because you have to rotate around. You have to cover people's weaknesses. You have to cover when somebody else goes to cover somebody else. And it's one of the reasons why Luca's. I was thinking about this during the game. It's one of the reasons why Luca's usage is so alarming because they're not just asking him to do nothing, like take time off on defense. They don't have enough good defensive players to do that. Everybody has to be locked in like a game like this. Where, where Luca at times was guarding Giannis. Luca at times was was rotating over and guarding Brook Lopez and trying to front him in the paint. Like that's tough work. That's hard work that he had to do. Luca only had to play 36 minutes in this game, which is a positive because Mavs have a back to back. They have a, another game today or tonight, whenever you're listening to this, uh, against the the uh, Chicago Bulls. It's kind of messed up that they have this this quick back to back. But hey, it is what it is. We'll see if how many how many of these guys actually play since it was a tough game so late. Luka took 28 shots in this game. Here's where they lost, right? Like a lot of times in the second second segment, we like to talk about how the game was won or lost. Talked about late in the game, but the game was lost because the Mavs just couldn't get anything going on offense. The only person that had anything going was Luka, but he was only 13 of 28. He scored 33 points on 28 shots. That's not very good. Four of 10 from the free throw line. He missed six free, th- he missed, missed six free throws. Here's Isaac's stat. Good morning, Isaac. He took 11 threes. (laughs) Now, one of them was the heave at the end where they were trying to win the game. But he took 11 threes. That's not a recipe for the Mavericks to win games this season. They haven't won games when he's taken that many threes. They took 40 threes as a team. They only made 13 of them. Mavs don't win games like that. They shot a worse percentage than their opponent. The Bucs only took 32, but they made 11 of them. They shot 34%. The Mavs shot 32%. That's not a recipe for the Mavericks to win games. They have to play great defense like they did, and they have to make just enough shots to win the game. You miss 14 free throws. You only shoot 32% from three. You're not going to win those games. It's actually incredible that they got down to where it was, where if they made those five free throws at the end of the game, they probably win. If Dorian has that one extra rotation instead of uh, getting stuck on Maxi, when Brooke Lopez had the uh, you know the the dive in the paint after the out of timeout play with nine seconds left, they probably win the game. If if Dorian just rotates over, makes it tough on Brooke Lopez, maybe he misses, maybe he gets fouled, goes to the free throw line, maybe he missed. You know, it's like if only those things happened, maybe the pass doesn't come in because somebody rotates and they're like, oh, we can't pass in like that. If those things happen, they still win the game, even though they played so poorly on offense. Bucks are a good defensive team. Drew Holiday made Luka's life so hard. I know the highlight that's going around is Luka just dunking all over Drew Holiday. It was an awesome play. Luka got the steal. He runs to the other end, and he dunks with one hand right over Drew Holiday. That's going to be a play that just lives in Luka highlight films forever. But Drew Holiday picked up Luka full court almost the whole game. He made his life really tough. Those 28 shots Luka took were not easy shots. 28 shots plus 10 free throws, plus he had 11 assists. <laughs> Luka had some incredible passes in this game. The Bucks like to play drop. They play drop coverage with Brooke Lopez. So when the screener comes up and like the, you know, it's the you know, like Dwight Powell comes up, he's guarded by Brooke Lopez. He screens for Luka's man, and then the switch has to happen, or else Luka's just gonna have an open three. And Brooke Lopez, instead of running up to the point of the screen and like guarding Luca, face guarding him right there, he he steps back a little bit. And they were running that, and then they would double sometimes. Luca had a couple of just insane. He had an insane bounce bounce pass behind the back to Maxi, and he hit it, and everyone was screaming. This crowd, it was an awesome crowd. 
This crowd was, this is one of the best crowds we've had in the AAC. It sucks that they didn't get a win, but it was an incredible crowd. Mavericks, their defense is, their defense was amazing. Let's take that away from this game, right? If you're going to be upset about it, like obviously this is one of those games where you're like, oh, can't they just get a win? Best team, second best team in the NBA, depending on what you think about Boston. I think with Middleton back, the Bucs are the best team in the NBA. But played an incredible game against the best team, one of the best teams in the NBA, and played incredible defense. They've proven that that defense can still be played like that. They just didn't have enough on offense. And let's bring it back to the conversation we kind of had yesterday when we talked about trades and what we've been talking about, honestly, for years. (laughs) They don't have another consistent player. They just got to have one more consistent player. Christian Wood, 6 of 14 from the field. He had, I thought he had a pretty good game off the bench. 14 points, 9, you know, nine boards, all of them on the defensive end. He had two assists, a couple turnovers, four fouls. Like it's again the mixed bag of Christian Wood. I don't think he was the answer. There was a there's a play where he had the ball underneath the rim and Brooke Lopez came over to guard him and it just looked like an eighth grader going up against like a high school you know a varsity high schooler or something or you're just like block like there's no chance you were getting that up Uh, I don't think Christian Wood was the answer maybe his shooting was he hit two threes maybe his shooting would have been a better answer than Tim who was two of seven Dorian that was one of five uh Dinwiddie was five of 13 from the field he struggled again against the Bucks uh he didn't get blocked at the rim as many times as he did as he did against the Bucks the first time but um, he just didn't have it. He just didn't have enough offensive ump against this team, against any mismatches. And so, like, then Tim was three of nine and only made two of his seven threes. So there you go. There's those three guys we were talking about this week. One of those guys has to step up, and none of them did to the level that they needed in this game. I think Dinwiddie had four assists at halftime. Yeah, he had eight points and four assists at halftime. So he finished with seven points and zero assists in the second half. Like. It's not good enough, right? We talked about a couple weeks ago. What are the Mavericks' biggest problems? One of them I said is not enough Dinwiddie. For the Mavericks to play the way that they want to play, either Tim has to be super hot like he's been the last couple of games, Christian Wood has to all of a sudden become a bigger part of the game because of Jason Kidd you know, either holding him back or deciding he's not you know, the best answer for this team, or Dinwiddie has to really step up and just become even better than what Brunson was last year, right? Like, he just has to. That's that's the way that this team is set up. So, that didn't happen. The offense didn't follow through. And honestly, you know, Luka could have, look, like, Luka could have been better. Sure, like, I guess we'll, we'll throw it to him. He's the only guy that was doing anything on offense. But if you're looking at just little things here and there, they could have used another ball handler in this game. <laughs> they could have used one more guy to take, like, to, to, to drive in the paint to create some ball movement. They had some really good ball movement plays in this game, but they could have used just one more guy, just one more guy that can dribble in this game to, to move stuff around so it wasn't just so stagnant on offense. Oh, man. If you want to look at something great, Jaden Hardy had an incredible game in the G, <laughs> the G League. <laughs> Is that what we're at right now? <laughs> Jaden Hardy's stat lines are our saving grace. They, the Texas Legends played tonight as well. They won. He had 39 points, shooting 60% from the floor, 55.5% from three. I'll probably do something on Jaden Hardy tomorrow. If the Mavs lose to the Bulls, I'll probably do like the third segment on, on Jaden Hardy. I'll probably go back and like watch all of his plays or something and, and, and bring you guys that tomorrow. So make sure you tune back in tomorrow. I'll be here. And uh, Isaac is still out. We'll talk 
all about the Bulls game, no matter if the Mavs win or lose. And then I'll probably bring you something about Hardy too. So look forward to that. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked on Mavs. Peace out. Boom.